0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Dinks with Kinks. As always, I am your host, John Dondera, and joining me tonight, as always, Mr. Shepard. Good evening, everyone. And Miss Rebecca! Hello! I always feel weird if I don't introduce Shep first, because I feel like he won't love me as much, and I need Shepard to love me. I need Shepherd to love me, too. We all need Shepherd to love us. We all
1: do. <laughs> you keep up that thing you were doing and have all the love.
0: Oh,
2: okay.
0: <laughs> all right. Oh, we have an exciting topic tonight. Uh, Mr. Shep, can you tell us be? what we're talking about? I never
1: know what we're talking about. I think it has something to do with flagellations.
0: Flagellation!
1: Not flagellants,
0: Not. Yeah. We're not talking about fart stuff because... It's very uh, close to fart stuff, but it's flatulate. Flag, damn it! I sat before this podcast trying to pronounce this.
1: Self flagellation.
2: Flagellation.
0: No. Flagellation or flogging. Impact play. I really
2: wish they could see your face when you're
0: doing that. I know. Uh, We switched to audio, so you can no longer see. WNBC. The upset. Face of me going, I pronounced this how many times before we started recording?
2: Too many. Over
0: and over and over. I was driving on nuts with it. Which after, that
1: la- after the last few times, I knew you would fail as soon as we went live just because you practice it so much.
0: Right. I do that, I do that with uh, guests as well. If I can't pronounce their name, I'll practice it over and over and over again. And the minute I introduced them, I just a dick and- falls out of my mouth. But the question is, are we still Dinks with Kinks? Because we now have a,
1: a, a female co-host here. Well, she's a Dinka. So,
0: a Dinka? Yeah. Oh, my. A Okay. Fee- okay. Dinka? No, not German, thank you. A Dinka. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess we're still Dinks. I, I don't think Dinks is necessarily a gender. Why can't it be We have neutral? to be we, uh, yeah, I just making sure. It's gender neutral. Okay, I was making sure, because in this day, we have to do it properly. Right? Do that research. But anyway, while we research that, we are talking about uh, research, Rebecca and that impact is now your new name. Now, Shep, you may have a little experience with uh, flagellation. Am I correct in thinking that?
1: As long as you give up trying to say the official scientific word, yes, I will say yes.
0: You're good, you're good at the flogging and the um, impact play. And People as long have as, said such,
1: but you know me. I just try to do what I can for the body in front of me.
0: You do, and you are magical when it comes to that. Uh, I've witnessed, witnessed multiple times in performing this, but I would love to say that this is a brand new kink that uh, Mr. Shep has discovered, but in fact... This has been around forever, and I don't mean flogging for points of punishment. I'm talking about getting kinky with it. I'm turned on by either being flogged or uh, flogging people. In fact, the first depiction of erotic impact play was well in um, uh, the 5th century B.C., Wow! there is a uh, fresco inside an Ecrustian tomb. Uh, Okay. In Trusican tomb of whipping, where two men are portrayed flogging a woman in an erotic situation. It is a very, and I will post this on our uh, Twitter. So basically our
2: normal Saturday night? Yeah. (laughs) Two men flogging a
0: woman. It is it, it looks it looks like it's this podcast right here. It's the staff. Yeah, that's uh we've been no. doing this since the fifth century BC and I'm I'm going to post this image that's more on of our We're Twitter. immortal.
1: That's we're more immortal. of a Sunday afternoon, Rebecca. That sounds more like a training session than a real plogy, Yeah, When you have two that's true. men.
0: That's true. That is true. So I will I will post that image. But yeah, it's it's been around since the BC before Kink. If you misspelled kink. <laughs> Um, so don't, I wonder. Don't fact then, check me.
1: If was it kinky verse before the Christians use it to abuse
2: themselves for? No,
1: after. I don't
2: think um, it would. I mean, <laughs> okay.
0: Well, I, we could probably go into that, but. Well, to be honest, <laughs> th- this is an act of violence, and I'm going to say violence was always first. And it's the people who you know have the violence done to them and go. Wait a minute. Well, this gave me a bonner. No, oh, no,
1: not the bonner.
0: This gave me a bonner. So now I want to try this when I'm not getting punished, <laughs> or I watch somebody get it done. Like, because you know they used to do floggings as public displays. You know to ward off people creating crimes. Little do they know they were you know creating a generation of people who are like, I kind of want to do that in my bedroom.
1: Yes. Uh, and, and oftentimes you would um, associate the, the punishment style, like the real horrifying punishment style, with the mm-hmm. like a single-tail bullwhip type of thing, because that really tore skin and did actual damage. Whereas the the floggers, unless they were really, you know, really tough leather and stuff like that, wouldn't do as much. And you just don't see them used in like You know, the public punishment, stuff like that. It's more of a more personalized punishment back in the day.
0: Oh, absolutely. From from my understanding. Here, I just realized I could put this image in... um... Oh, tell us where you can put it. I can share this with you guys, so we now know.
1: As long as it's not one of your body parts again.
0: No. Okay. Oh, what a shame. Um, but yeah This is literally defender. a picture of a man Two men Taking turns both whipping with a stick And with the hand A woman whipping who is with both a doing uh, um, Sexual I'm, I'm going to tell you right now She is getting it looks from like both an ends Eiffel Tower. <laughs> Yeah And this <laughs> is from like the 5th um, century BC This is old So it just goes to show you don't think that anything, you know, kinky anything is new. Kinky's you, you, been around since the dawn of time.
1: You, you lost me at um, whipping with a stick. Come on now, use the proper terms or else I'm going to have to deny you your next leather massage.
0: All right, Mr. Shep. What are the proper terminology? Actually, well, I would, I tell you I would what. associate stick with, with mm-hmm. caning perhaps, maybe. Caning. You, you
1: Caning would be a more term if you're using a stick instead of, you can't whip with a stick.
0: You can't whip with a stick. You are right. Um, now, let, let me ask you this question. It. If you could sum up what impact play is in a uh, three-sentence arc. Oh, my. I couldn't. Okay. Well, too much too much fun to it. Use use as many sentences as you like and just give us a brief overview of what impact play is.
1: Well, loosely speaking, impact play is, you know, the use of any any sort of implement because the the tools are wide-ranging to cause either sharp or blunt force on a human body in the shortest sentence i can think of
0: <laughs> actually yeah that makes pretty sense it is the act of causing yeah impacts to the human body using instruments or uh your bare hand you can of course i think bare hand um spanking is a whole different ball game and a whole different yeah. kink
1: yes since you have I can't do hands because, um, you know, the massage therapist hands, they're too tender. So the shock of that just gets to my hands too quickly, unlike others. But, um, yes, hands would be the the most base. Then you can get into uh, riding crops, canes.
0: Some people even use
1: spoons. (laughs) Um, I
0: did not know about the spoons.
1: Well, I mean, sure you could easily break an easy spoon but oh, you, you know, know the, the rounded impact is still very focal point impact
0: actually i did uh read an article about wooden spoons yes the large and cook wooden spoons and that usually also entails into uh i wouldn't say incestual but kind of uh, very freudian type yes very freudian wooden spoons. Were used as a punishment in my house and not in a good way
1: growing up. <laughs> but that's the thing; they're used as a uh, what is it a, a punny in this house because I shake it at them and I'll say I'll get you Spooner later.
0: Oh, I like it. That. Oh. But that's the thing; people have that fetish. Uh, you know, getting chased I with that wooden that. spoon. I want to get uh, spanked by my mom with a wooden spoon except hopefully not your real mom, but like an older woman pretending to be my mom. Uh, and I get sexually aroused by that. Mm-hmm. Not me particularly. Um, yes.
1: Yes. But to impact, it can just go to any series of items or appendages that can be used to, again, impact another person. That's why it's such a ride, wide variety. Whereas, um, bloggers being one of the more well-known, of
0: course. Absolutely. I knew at a very young age, I was not into impact play. The first time I had to go fetch a switch. As a child, that was not one of those things that really tipped over my adolescence when, you know, somebody went, go get a switch. Or the time my actually incredibly hot teacher paddled me in school, back when that was still a thing did zero for me or i Uh, think
1: they would grab a ruler
0: something like that you know one of those oh we actually had a wooden paddle in my school in my elementary school and you really think were those kids really misbehaving you know because they wanted to act out or did they want to get a paddling because that's a paddling
1: well, I mean, you could probably tell by their reactions. One would be like, "Ow, oh my!" The other one would be, "Oh my, oh my." I mean, "Ow, ow." I don't
2: know. I mean, growing up, I didn't like to get spanked or paddled or any of that, but I certainly very much like it now. I
0: don't. I and I don't know. But I, I think this one is. It really depends on like when it triggered to why you like it. That, yes. You know, that, and go ahead. And Mr. Shep. I, I, I
1: will say just for the, the point where you know you said uh, the switch and the thing it immediately turned you off to impact. I will just tell people that. Anything you may have felt that in, in the past and such and experienced and it totally turned you off. I would, say. Don't use that to completely close off your world to impact play because there are many types. That was a very hard and sharp pain example, but there are a lot of more blunt or soft even impact styles that you would never know about if you turned yourself off just because of one very very small little taste of what that really is or can be for you.
2: It's all about context too, I think. Yes. I, I like get where your head is at when when it's happening.
1: Yes, yeah, and one reason why John usually uh, brings anybody that they find is a someone that has experienced impact. He usually brings them to me.
0: Because I will say this: uh, the one thing I will brag about Shep. Uh, well, I brag about Shep for a lot of reasons, but his number one <laughs> best quality is the man knows impact play and not just the science behind it, but he actually knows the practice of between, I've seen him gently flog somebody to the point where it looked like a massage, to the point where even I'm wincing a little bit every time I hear that thing crack. <laughs> and it, it really does depend on the person. I have experienced, um, because I'm not one without you know trying things as an adult, I have tried impact play as an adult in the proper context, I much prefer to be the wacker than the wacky.
2: See, I'm Ugh. the opposite. I would, like, I, I don't get anything. Like, if, I, I don't know. Like, I'm like, you want to do something to me all day long? Sure. But, like, the, the other side of it doesn't bring me, I'm like, oh, okay.
0: This is, I don't, yeah, I don't think this is one of those flip-flop, you know, kinks. No. You are either in one side, you know, one market or the other. Would would you agree, Mm -hmm. Shep, as being the, I guess, the professional here?
1: Well, you could say that for some, but you have to also um, include all the switches out there. That like a little bit of everything, Mm because we have your hard doms, your hard subs, but then of course you have your switches.
0: I'm always a home-dom.
1: <laughs> yes, and you also admitted that you don't like the wacky, but um,
0: when are you not wacky? At I am always my wacky, question. and I am a very avid whacker. Um,
2: okay, I have a question, I mean, because I don't get any enjoyment out of the doing the act, committing the act. I don't have. I don't like. I get the most enjoyment having the act done to me. What enjoyment do you get out of it? Like for you, for you to like. I don't understand. Like I really don't. What is it for you? <laughs> what do you
0: guys get out of it?
1: I'll let John go first because I'm curious about his as a as someone that switches up a little bit here and there.
0: Uh, to be honest, it's more if it's. You, you know, pleasure, you know, pleasure to the sub. Like, it's not, I don't necessarily get anything from the action itself. Like, if you weren't into it, I would not be into it. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. But I'm one of the people, I enjoy doing it because I am, this is something I'm very capable of doing well. And I can use it to give you pleasure. Well, not you, but you as in the royal you, pleasure. So if my partner is into it, I am very into it because I'm well, I'm very good at doing it. It's something that I'm very comfortable doing. And I would say my satisfaction from that is seeing the satisfaction of my partner.
1: Very nice. For me, it's, it's relatively the same because I am I guess what you would consider one of the sub-dom classes, I think they call the daddy-dom, which doesn't mean I am in that the daddy-daughter or whatever role, but just that's the title, because the, I guess they classify the daddy-dom as the more guiding and nurturing type. And so, in essence, even though I am giving uh, the floggings and stuff like that, I mean, sorry, just, I'm doing all the flogging and such. My aim is to still give the receiver what they seek or need.
0: But I so I'm know, not taking oh. what I want.
1: I'm just, I'm actually giving what they need,
0: in essence. And I do know people who are sadists. They, you know, they get off on causing people pain. And not necessarily malicious pain. Yeah, you know, it's, it's that whole mm-hmm. pain for pleasure thing, but they, are, they get off on inflicting the actual action mm-hmm. of inflicting that pain. So, you know, I'm and not I saying not. that's how all doms are. Like, usually the person doing the whacking, the flogging, um, is doing it just for their partner. There are many people who are classified as sadists that enjoy giving just the action of causing somebody either you know, pain or just the control of you are being beaten down, so.
1: Yes, and I simply try to learn why that person is stepping up to the cross because in most dom and sub relationships and stuff, you're, you spend time with that one person or persons and such and get to learn about them. Me, by nature, working at different events, it's unless there's a few, you know, regulars and such, majority of the people are people you're meeting for the first time. So you can't establish that deeper understanding and relationship. So I simply tell them how I'm going to begin and I'll, that I'll go more in depth unless they signal me. And from there, I just watched how their body reacts. If it doesn't like something, I adapt. If it likes something, I'll dig deeper into what I'm doing.
0: Absolutely, I I fully agree with that. And like I said, just like you said, there are um, different you know varying levels of. I mean, I guess the best word would be for force. You know, varying levels of force between um, a more gentle flogging, like seems to be right here, where this um, strikes me more of what you do. Of just the twirling of, and I'll post all these pictures. I I just shared a picture with them of a woman flogging a man's back with uh, what what would be the proper terminology for what she's using right there?
1: Those cat of nine tails.
0: Cat of nine tails,
1: (laughs) which are usually the floggers. Yeah,
0: yeah. And then uh, this level of impact, which is actually where'd it go? Uh, this young lady is very red and it looks like has some blood on her. Um, and she to us. It. There are boobies in that picture. It's going to be our first Twitter post with the boobies. Go us. But, you know, and you can see the big smile on her face. She is, you know, obviously getting a fairly rough logging, And she seems to be real into it. So there are different levels of what you want and how deep you want to go.
1: Yeah, I'm a little concerned about some of those markings on her stomach, but
0: yeah. Chef, I I just grabbed these images from Wikipedia. Don't. I didn't do that <laughs> to her. Don't don't I love don't. how he's analyzing yeah, it. Yeah, he he's just like, mm, "Well,
1: you, this is first and foremost in the educational podcast. No matter how is. silly and goofy we are, and so the reason why I I look at him from those perspectives is that there's not Without many, many safety concerns and things you should be aware of when doing any kind of impact play, vlogging or otherwise. And why I specifically looked around her um, stomach and such is because that is where the rib cage ends and you have nothing but exposed organs. They're unprotected yeah. from impact. And so even some of the most mild impacts. If they're hit to the kidneys or in the bladder area there where they don't have the added protection, you could cause internal bleeding accidentally just from that.
0: Shep, you are are a great asset to this podcast, I'm going to tell you right now, because I would never even thought about bringing up that aspect. I'm going to tell a story about some ways it can go wrong, but I did not think about actual internal damage from flogging because I don't think about it being that type of damage. So that's
1: that's that's why even when you're flogging someone from behind, one of the first safety rules or things that are told to you when training is never hit from the bottom of the rib cage to the hips because that's exposed even from behind kidneys and every such and enough impact can cause that uh, percussive damage or that percussive force to hit your internal organs.
0: Nice. Well, I mean, not nice, but it's good to know that information for, especially because, you know, one thing we want our audience to do is try this stuff at home. Um, You know, we always encourage going out and exploring, and that's a very, very important thing to know, your organs don't feel pain like we do, and they don't feel they don't take damage like our skin does. I can wall up, you know, my skin a good amount, but my internal organs bruise a lot easier than my skin does, so and I've yeah. learned that in many, many cases, not flogging, of course. And I never even thought about that with flogging, and I bet you a lot of people don't think about the fact that you can actually tear up your insides from what you do on the outside.
1: As as an example of percussion, percussive, uh, you know, power and such, And I'll give you another example which is another, like, which is actually good for anybody to learn and use at home because if someone has a congested lungs and stuff like that, you actually put a pillow under their chest and just lay them down forward. And Along their back and lungs, you cup your hands so you have a little bit of an air pocket, mm-hmm. and then you actually do pound their back like a drum almost. And because of that, you know, that pocket of air that you're smacking into their back almost, not like hard, hard, but just really strong, that actually sends the shock waves into the lungs and helps break up the stuff inside the lungs. It actually almost forces people to cough. And that's just a little bit of force.
0: I'm coming to you next time I get a chest cold, just saying. (laughs) Well,
1: it's something that even my mother did when I was young, and she was a uh, respiratory therapist at a hospital. So she knew those techniques, and that's even stuff that I learned in massage therapy.
0: That is fascinating. I like that. Yeah. I'm all about I'm all about this kink. It it I have learned
1: <laughs> Me too. Me too. Well,
0: here's <laughs> the thing is, you think you know a fetish pretty well until you actually, you know, start discussing the stuff behind it. I did not think of a lot of things you've, you know, you've talked about and I'm like, I have been in, you know, this kind of world for a good portion of my adult life never even thought about the things you've thought about or you've said today which you know kind of embarrasses me because you know I'm supposed to know all this kinky crap but I know nothing and I love it I love that I'm learning stuff every single day
1: yeah Um, it is it is my favorite
0: (laughs) it's good to have a favorite
2: Um, what got you into it
1: hmm many many years ago i helped, i started working for the company purgatory but um mainly as a soft play person cuz you know massage therapy and and all that jazz plus i'm if anything else is my true fetish it is skin so any kind of touch and stuff i'm really into especially soft and all that but um Then randomly one day, um, one of the doms at the crosses and such, you know, they were going to, said decided they were going to try to train me up on that. And so, tried a few times and it just uh, kind
0: of all
1: started flowing from there.
0: This episode is brought to you by SunlessUniverse.com. You ever see those uh, sexy BDS films and go, Hmm, where do they get those lovely little knickknacks and paddy wax? Well, I'm here to tell you, sunlessuniverse.com is your one-stop shop for everything Impact Play to subdom relations. They have floggers, cuffs, collars, blindfolds. They literally have knickknacks and paddle wax. Everything from real leather props to handmade fur cuff collars. So check it out. See what they got? They got friendly customer service, and everything is handmade here. I know the people who make them. They do meticulous work. It's the vloggers both me and Shep use in our everyday personal and professional life. So check out sunlessuniverse.com. It's a whipping good time. Now, back to the show. That's awesome. Yeah, because you...
1: Very simple thing, but to let into a... Complex and fun, fun years thereafter.
0: I like that. And you, you, or, you started as a massage therapist because you, you've given me a back massage before. And I remember it was during uh, the Doctor Who, when we, when we were doing a fan film at your, at your house. Yes. And you gave me a back massage. It was the best thing that's ever happened to me. It was my first <laughs> professional massage. It, just, it opened my eyes to a world of pure bliss.
1: Yes, so I know how to break them down and heal them up.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. And um, so, not just, you know, having to watch your internal organs, but you shouldn't go around hitting people with every manner of object. Uh, there are very important tools you can use, toys and um, things that are approved, you know, safer. And I always suggest... When, if this is your first time with this fetish, start soft, work your way up. Don't go out yeah. and buy a mace.
1: Yes, that's why I've, I've made it a point to have such a wide array of floggers and impact instruments, though, to both give the receiver a chance to feel all the different types of sensations whether it's the blunt force trauma or something more sharp or something just really has a sharp sting I tried to cover all the different sensations and also the um, doms there's so many different types of floggers hardnesses of leather and everything else so you
0: never know what you want
1: to be your first purchase
0: Absolutely, and we, you know, I highly encourage going out to, you know, find, there are places that you can do, and all you have to do is search dominatrix, and you'll find uh, clubs, events in your area that usually have people who are experienced in this, and yes, there are such things as professional dominatrix and doms that do this, and they are, you know, they're certifiably knowledged. Wouldn't you say? Yes. You say? Yeah.
1: And sure, those little handy dandy things you might find at a red door or such like that, though that's no.
0: Um in fact, just our because sponsor- of the, the Oh, go oh, ahead.
1: I was gonna say, just oftentimes the little generic uh fifty shades of grey junk is normally generic hard leather and it's yeah crap as you're about to say
0: oh yeah we we have a sponsor tonight of course you know that's going to be a whole different ad read uh that will be interrupting this podcast it may have already interrupted this podcast or it might be happening right now Uh, (laughs) i don't know where i'm going to place it but we do have an ad uh with sunless creations who creates flogging toys the floggers i have are in fact made by them and they are Oh, they're they're wonderful. And they have all sorts of just fun toys yes. for this.
1: I would say 80 to 90% of my floggers are from them, including the set that has lasted me since my early years that they custom made me. I think I've only lost a, one or two tails from each of them. But, yes, like, what, nine, ten years old, and they're still my, my best. <laughs>
0: And the more you use them, I bet you the better they become, especially yes. if they're good quality.
1: Yes, my, um, my, my warm-up set were, was custom-made, perfectly balanced, opposite colors of each other for shepherd's love and shepherd's wrath. <laughs> oh,
0: <laughs> love it. I love every second of that. So do y'all want to hear uh, an embarrassingly painful uh, flogging experience? Of course. Please. Um, now, when, you, when you're participating in any type of impact play, hygiene, sterilization, safety are your number one concerns with any type of kink. Mm-hmm. Any type of organic material is not recommended for uh, impact play, especially if it could draw blood. Now, let me tell you a story of a good friend of mine. She went to a fetish event where they were uh, doing flogging with rose stems. (gasps) She's into more rougher stuff. And, you know, she likes very, very violent impact play. Now, the thing with uh, any type of object like that that draws blood needs to be properly sterilized. And typically... When you sterilize something, you remove all organic material. Because, you know, any type of foreign entity that enters your body and doesn't immediately leave can lead to problems. She got a staph infection on her hind end. (laughs) I know this because guess who had to take her to the emergency room? Oh, no that she now has a dimple in her butt. So, safety be known. Always practice. And we don't care how rough you want to play. Just practice safety and avoid organic materials for your vlogging. Use proper safety equipment. Well, not safety equipment, but proper vlogging materials. Or you'll yep. you know, potentially get a staph infection in your butt and then be forever known <laughs> as dimple butt. Lovely. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so we have talked a lot about flogging. Shep, is there anything else you want to add to this? Or Rebecca, do you have any more questions?
1: Well, not questions, but there's always so much more.
0: There, I mean, d- this is definitely one of those fetishes that we to I, I will
1: quickly say with the um, you know, organic matter and blood and stuff like that, there are people that actually do like to get flogged until they are bleeding or there are implements out there that could like a dragon tail which i have one of the one strike of a dragon tail could just slice your skin right open and so if your sub insists on taking things that far and if you're somebody that does flog until you draw blood make sure whichever implements you're using at the time aren't more the more organic materials like leather, leather can soak up blood, leather can retain diseases that if they 're in the blood <laughs> and how how and how people sorry I doubt people have really thought about how they're going to actually clean their leather floggers if something is soaked into them
0: never even crossed my mind
1: so mm-hmm. so use your your lacquer covered or mineral oiled wood you know so it doesn't if so it's no longer porous and retains the blood or whatever else use more leathery type floggers maybe so it again won't absorb the blood and so forth be smart about if you're going to draw blood it doesn't trace back to your tools that you just don't notice and can't get out and then it goes to another person and then another person. Be very careful with the blood. Even if it's on impact play, everyone.
0: Absolutely. Practice safety first. Kink responsibly.
1: Think about your tools before you use them.
0: And use the right tools for the right job. Or the right, right job. The right tool. Yeah. Right tools for the right job. I, mm-hmm. I think <laughs> we've only gone skin deep on this kink. Yeah. I, I honestly really think we only went skin deep and i think no. this is going to be definitely one of those things where we come back to it and i hope so
1: because you know there's all the fun flogging techniques and different training styles and so forth and that so much
0: absolutely and if you're listening to this and you want to know more let us know say hey we're into this we want to know more and guess what we'll do we'll do a, another episode we'll do a bonus episode we'll, we'll maybe maybe even do a live stream where we can come in and answer your questions on the fly so um, i was about
1: to say maybe a live stream where they see vlogging and impact
0: demonstrated we absolutely can do that and this episode of dinks and kinks is presented by mj devore you might remember her from our OnlyFans episode well now go check her out on Onlyfans fans onlyfans.com trouble devore she's not only one of the wildest girls i know she's also one of the hottest she is the freakiest, funnest person I know, and I really want to help support her, so go check out her OnlyFans. Tell us, you know, tell her what you think of her episode. She's going to be back on doing more content with us, and we'll be doing content on her site, so check it out. OnlyFans.com slash TroubleDeVore. I guarantee she probably has a butt plug-in right now. Check it out. Back to the show. Um... Let us know. Follow us on Twitter at Dinks with Kinks. Uh, And, you know, anywhere you, you listen to this podcast, you know, follow us. Tell us what we're doing. You know, tell us how we're doing. Tell us what you think. Give us your questions. We love questions. Um, that's how we know what to t- talk to you guys about is what we need to talk about. Anything else you want to add, Ms. Rebex? Not currently. All right.
1: Or any more questions you have for us? Curiosities.
2: I mean, Hmm. how about we save that for a bonus episode?
0: How about that? I like
2: that. How about how about we do that for a bonus episode?
0: Are you gonna? (laughs) This will be
2: the information. Well, this is the informational one, and we'll get in more detail into another. I like that. that? (laughs) Um. Because I do actually have a lot of questions. And I feel like other people would have a lot of questions only because I'm on the other end of that. So,
1: Maybe if you get enough questions, we'll have a follow-up full Q&A podcast.
0: Well, that's one thing I want to do. I want to start doing uh, supplemental episodes um, of past subjects we've covered uh, that I either want to retouch on or completely redo because, you know, it was in the early stage of us kind of figuring out how to podcast or you know just something we didn't get to cover very well like uh, bondage we put bondage back on the will because I feel like we were only skin deep there as well so I feel like this will definitely make it back to our uh, will of kink and we will come back and talk even more about it and part two we're, I, we're just getting into the uh, meets. what
2: I, I just I there's a lot that I don't know because I'm I'm not I'm on the receiving end of it So there's a lot that I don't unders. Like, I I guess maybe just trying to figure out how you It's just a lot.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Are you you a little overwhelmed?
2: No, I'm never overwhelmed. I'm just curious.
1: Though I will say that you can't use the receiving end as an excuse, though, because those on the receiving end should actually be equally educated, if not more, so they know that they're receiving properly. (laughs)
2: <laughs> i i think i think that's that's the thing is i i feel like for me to be safe like, exactly what should i know you know that type of information that's
1: especially important because how can you tell if you have a good dom or not are you supposed exactly. to just sit there and take it as a sub those questions will go Never. through your head you know because i mean saying for for a sub you know just entering there they' they question that Am I supposed to just take this? I mean, am I... No. You know, am I supposed no. to tell them something? We have, we have an episode about
0: that. Yeah. it The Conversation. Yeah. Was... No. Consent. And
2: actually... Yes. I feel like the sub has more power than the dom does. I mean... Of course personally. they do. I mean, because you have that control. You have that, like, somebody hits you too hard, draws blood, and you don't want drawn blood. You
0: know, nope. <laughs> you have that conversation. Absolutely. Like, and I think, think responsibly, uh, Sub and Dom is actually on our wheel. So we will definitely be talking about just straight up, you know, Sub and Dom relationships and how you develop them, what the details are mm-hmm. with them, and what they all entail. So that said, shall we spin the wheel, for, ladies and gentlemen? Yes. Ladies, Lady <laughs> and Gentleman. <laughs>
2: there's somebody else in there I
0: wasn't aware of? Yes. That's always been the wheel. Spin the wheel Oh what oh what shall we be talking about next? are any of y'all tickle are any of y'all ticklish? I'm very ticklish, why? Well, I mean, that's our fetish. It was, okay, so it was one of those things where it was like almost one thing that was going to be like, oh and went to tickling. Um, So next week, we will be talking about, and yes, this is a fetish, tickling.
2: I know, I, yeah.
0: People get off tickling people and uh, being tickled. It is essentially soft play.
2: Which mm-hmm.
0: is different it, than impact. It? it is <laughs> it's fun. It's actually. It's you know what I I I know I'm I'm somewhat familiar with tickling. It is a whole different ballpark. We're about we're about to step into a whole just basket of fun. Hmm. It's going to be a laughing good time next week. So oh. <laughs> oh, the my. puns you can never escape my puns. Flagellation.
2: Now oh, you get
0: it right. <laughs> All right. So uh, that's it for us here at Dinkswood Kinks. Uh, again, remember to follow us on Twitter. Check out our sponsors for tonight. And as always, I'm John Dondero. With me, as always, Mr. Shep. Have a good evening, everyone. Till next time. And the Rebecks. Good night. You'll have a great night.